0: Advertising fails on this one mistake. Hi, and welcome to the Voice in My Head for Monday, November the 7th, 2022. I'm Neil Headley. Advertising is getting a bad rap lately. Bad enough that my friend Evo Terra paired the word with the F bomb in a recent episode of his brilliant show, Podcast Pontifications. And bear with me here, because although much of the focus is going to be on the podcast space, this discussion applies to literally every medium in which you can find advertising. I'll tell you one of the things that I believe is at the root of the problem. However, it will do little to stunt the growth of my reputation as a curmudgeon. To students from my online course, Copywriting 101, Enhancement Marketing, this will be a familiar refrain. See. I'm a student of the legends, Claude Hopkins, David Ogilvy, Bill Birnbach, Phyllis Robinson, Dick Orkin, Mary Wells Lawrence, and on and on and on. The people who were there when the rules of advertising were brought down from the mountaintop, even though Birnbach himself would say that rules are what the artist breaks. Now, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of things from the golden age of advertising where the industry needs to do a better job of leaving the past in the past. You know, you watch enough episodes of Mad Men and the occasional glimpses of genius are overshadowed by unbearable misogyny. But the glimpses of genius are there if you're willing to wade through the various lapses in basic human decency. Perhaps in an effort to establish or maintain some distance from that troublesome past or simply to make it seem more hip or more relevant, there are many who've come along and tried to put their own stamp on things from that golden age. To that end, my hope was that they'd maximize the modern tools available to them to just make better ads. Instead, many have simply reimagined the core concepts and principles as though they could present them in some kind of Star Trek alternate timeline where the things that have always been true suddenly aren't anymore. Like, if you want to go down a rabbit hole on this point, do some research and see what they've done to the simple concept of a positioning statement. So what's really to blame for advertising's bad rap? I think it would be easy to point a finger at SEO, but I'm not here to start a flame war with the SEO people. I think I've successfully done that elsewhere, Well, multiple elsewheres, actually. But I believe the door to SEO and the door to AI copywriting as well weren't doors that those disciplines created themselves. Somewhere along the way, and I can't pinpoint exactly when, we stopped looking at advertising as content. Instead, it became a tool to promote other content. You could narrow it down, I suppose, to Google search establishing itself as the ultimate gateway to everything. It no longer mattered, for example, whether your ads were good or your content was compelling. All that mattered was getting your link as close to the top of the results as possible. There's even an article out there that says, here's the quote, the best place to hide a dead body is page two of the Google search results. And I've seen more than one ham fisted, self appointed guru posit that the most effective advertising strategy on Google is simply to bid more on a keyword than anybody else. Now, if your goal is to just get clicks, hey, go with that strategy. The quality of your ad doesn't matter. You can be a Google Ads legend and write the most horrific copy in history. That's how artificial intelligence copywriting bots gained a foothold in the first place. You know, an algorithm doesn't look at the Mona Lisa and see remarkable art. It sees pixels arranged in a particular way. And as long as it arranges pixels in a particular way, the AI believes it's producing art. And the algorithm looking for particular arrangements of pixels will see that art and recommend it to others. There's two examples that prove my point. Multiple sources have said that somewhere around 43% of people who watch the Super Bowl watch it for the advertising. Think about that. Nearly half of the people who watch are not watching it for the game. To them, the game is the interruption. What does that mean? The ads are the content. As a result, we see ad agencies from around the world strutting their stuff on the industry's biggest stage. And while many treat metrics like conversions from a Super Bowl ad as an afterthought, you know, because the real metric appears to be whether or not your ad was entertaining whether it was the one that everybody was tweeting about or now mastodoning about, I guess. You know, the one that got the most clicks on all those Super Bowl ad review websites. When your ad is the content, your career is essentially over if that content isn't killer. The second example that drives this idea home, when you go to the movies, if you arrive early enough, you're shown, what, about a half a dozen trailers and then about a dozen ads, right? Wrong. Everything they show you, with the exception of that slide that reminds you not to leave popcorn on the floor, is advertising. Because all a movie trailer is, is a commercial for an upcoming movie. Sometimes the box office numbers will live and die by how effective that commercial is. So they don't treat it like an ad. They treat it as content. You might be able to get away with a mediocre ad to get rid of a used mattress on Craigslist. Anything beyond a curb alert, though, requires some deftness and some skill. Consider this. For people in the dating world, isn't it a, a tender profile? Just an ad where the product is a human? And don't people agonize over every single word Of a dating profile? Can you ever imagine a scenario where you would let an AI write your profile for you? Of course not. Why? Because you're trying to attract a human. Not a search engine. Not an algorithm. Not a bot. So why would you approach the ad for your auto repair shop or your software product or your cosmetics line any differently? Well, the answer is simple. We've been conditioned to do it. That's why when luminaries in the podcast space, I mean people that I truly admire and fanboy over, like Evo Terra and Tom Webster, they talk about the state of podcast advertising, but there's rarely a mention of making ads that don't suck. Or doing advertising that falls in line with what we teach in our Enhancement Marketing course, the idea of giving the consumer more of what they came for. When ads are seen as a necessary evil, the natural inclination is to get the unpleasant part over so that we can move on to the fun stuff. It's why there's no button on, you know, there's a button on YouTube that says skip ads, but there's no button that says play ad again. It's because we've become accustomed to the advertising being something that's not worth watching. We just came to accept it. People like Evo ask how we can make podcast advertising better. And I mean, sure, I could send you to my copywriting course and say that it starts with learning how to create ads that don't suck, but it might even be simpler than that. If I'm an advertiser, for example, I should be running a very different ad on a podcast for Harley Davidson fans then I would run on Dan Harris's 10% Happier Meditation podcast. But here's what I guarantee you. The overwhelming majority of podcast hosts who are doing host-read ads, they're getting virtually the same script to use on their show that the brand is using on every other podcast. You know where that leads us? Podcast reviews where people complain about the ads. And people like Evo talking about advertising. You can stick a fork in this episode of The Voice in my head, and hey, listen, if what I said here or in any of the other episodes led you to the conclusion that we should, I don't know, sit down for a chat for coffee, hey, by all means, let me know. Now, if you're one of the 6.89 billion people on Earth who's not in the vicinity of Vancouver, British Columbia, but you still feel inspired, maybe you could stop by buymeacoffee.com slash NOP. The knob is spelled K-N-O-P-P. You can buy me a virtual coffee there just to say, you know, thanks, and we can have that chat by some other means. My email address is Neil. That's N-E-I-L at Knopstudios.com. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the voice in my head. I'm Neil Headley.